the amount of knowledge out there that is bad is just absolutely phenomenal. Recently in my blog, I wrote an, an article on uh, the Code magazine, which is predominantly .NET, and they had two articles in the same magazine talking about different ways to do things, and both of them uh, had SQL injection problems in it. Welcome to OWASP 24-7, sponsored by the Open Web Application Security Project, improving the security of software. With support from Sonatype, a trusted partner for open source governance, management, and compliance. This is your host, Mark Miller. Larry Conklin is a developer. And as a developer, he hates code reviews. Because of this, he now heads the Code Review Book Project, which is creating a definitive guideline that allows companies to proceed with code reviews based upon technical facts, not emotions or intuition. I spoke with Larry at AppSec USA 2014. Dennis Groves was also there, so you'll hear him interject with a question in the middle of the program. My name is Larry Conklin. I'm a senior software developer for Quick Trip Corporation out of Tulsa, Oklahoma. I am the co-leader of the Code Review Project. We are in the process of revamping the Code Review book. It's the second most uh, popular publication from OWASA. Uh, it was first published in 2008, and we are going to have a new version out in 2014 with new content, more up-to-date information. Good. Who's using it? Uh, developers use it. I am a developer, and one of the things that I hate are code reviews. Because a lot of times you walk into a room, and everybody sits down, and everybody's got their opinion about what's good code, bad code, code smells, and all that good stuff. Well, the code review book sets down a, a guideline to allow people to review the code with security in mind. So instead of just people coming up with things, it's a systematic way of looking at how to look at code, what the code reviewers and other developers should use to look at code. For a developer, I would use the code review book as things not to do or things to look for to make sure that I'm producing the most secure code as I possibly can. As a code reviewer, I would use the knowledge in that book to say, okay, here's somebody else's code. Show me best practices of what to look for that could possibly be uh, insecurities vulnerabilities in my code. So it's a de definitive guideline that allows you to uh, proceed with a code review instead of an emotionally mm -hmm. based upon uh, technical fact. So it's hard copy. Any movement towards making that automated? Uh, there are automated tools. Uh, Awasap has the uh, code uh, crawler, which we talk about in the book. We also mention other tools. There are off-the-shelf software tools, and there are uh, open source tools for code development. But most of those tools aren't tools to allow you to find the vulnerabilities. That would be a static analysis tool. Mm -hmm. These are tools to just help collaborate uh, me sending out my code to a fellow peer to have him uh, review it, and then have those comments marked. Hey, if you got a code review book, and it's saying these are the things to look for, how many things are they looking for? You know, that, that's, a, that's, a, that's a hard question to answer. You know, it's like finding the needle in the haystack. 
And that's what makes security so hard. Yeah, yeah. We can knock out a hundred uh, pieces of vulnerability in a code, but if the cyber criminal finds that one piece of, of vulnerability, then the other hundred that we knocked out don't really matter. And I'm not sure that I can give you a definitive answer of how, how, how many checked items there are and so forth, mm-hmm. but I think that the code review also teaches you a mindset of now, hey, let's start looking at the code from a security perspective. Mm-hmm. of things that we can find vulnerable and things that we can't find not vulnerable. How much buy-in have you gotten from the community? Absolutely 100% fantastic. I do very little as the uh, as the co-leader, but uh, the community that is working on this project has done an absolutely wonderful job. Owen Carey is the, uh, the other co-leader. He's the project originator. He came up with the first code review book. But we have a lot of other great people working for us, too, on the book that have really produced a lot of great content. You've got a new version coming out. What, what's your vision for the next three years? What's going to be happening with the project over the next three years? You know, my, my vision is very, very short, very short. Uh, so right now, my vision is getting the rest of the content that we need filled in and then start having a review session on technical accuracy. After that, we will be going to a uh, professional editor and a professional uh, graphics artist to uh, help clean up the book. So right now, that is my absolute vision and where I want to keep my focus on making sure that I get to that gold line. After that, you know, I would like to see where we take the code review book and maybe subdivide it out to say, here's just the Java section, here's just the mm-hmm. .NET section. Mm-hmm so that we could have a fold-out like card of quick things that people need to check for at their desk. Because programmers always have you know, lots of uh, books at their desk and all that stuff. But nobody wants to open up a 300-page book every time they write a line of code. But if they can have a little tiny checklist and place card and so forth, like you know, the VIM uh, cheat guide of you know, how to move around and stuff like that, that would really help. I mean, it's interesting, so um, I guess my, my thought might be that given that you're a developer and given that you guys are extremely good developers who understand that security perspective where you can teach other people like me how to do secure coding, um, is it, 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 and the project that I work on, AppSensor, is, is kind of hybrid documentation and then we have that reference library. Is there a plan to do kind of a reference library to look for those things that you talk about in the book? You know, right now, no. Right now, we're really just focusing on getting the content, filling the book in, and then getting the accuracy. But uh, with any great project, you know, there's always outcomes Mm -hmm. uh, and continuations of the project. So I would like to see the knowledge proliferate through all of the... uh, Awasa projects and out in the the public knowledge. You know, one of the things is like SQL injection that's been around for for 10 years, and we talk about that in the code review book, but it's just the amount of knowledge out there that is bad is just absolutely phenomenal. Recently in my blog, I wrote an an article on uh, the code magazine, which is predominantly .NET, and they had two articles in the same magazine talking about different ways to do things. And both of them uh, had SQL injection problems in it. 
because they were using dynamic SQL uh, mm -hmm. strings. Mm -hmm. So having the, the, the code review book and then with a WASP's top 10 and merging them together and then like Dennis was saying, bring those into other things that maybe we can actually get uh, in front of some of the, a lot of this bad knowledge out there that people are saying, well, this is a demo code for just a magazine article. The problem is that people take that demo code back to their shop, okay. they key it in, they go, oh, I got this working, it's cool, but guess what? I just introduced uh, a cyber vulnerability. So hopefully, you know, by being able to go out to the developers and, you know, talk about here's some good practices, here's a code review guide of things to look for and all that, we can start eliminating some of that uh, bad knowledge out there. You bring up a really, really good point, and that's credibility. Where does the credibility of your group come from? Meaning, you can look at those magazines and say, this is not right. How can people trust what you guys are doing? I think our credibility comes uh, very simply from uh, the great and fantastic name that a WASP has generated for itself. I know my company personally, uh, we are required to, to show the developers every year uh, the WASP top 10 and go over that as part of our development process. So we block out some time and say, okay, here's the WASP top 10s, here's how it re relates to what we do as .NET developers. So I think that right there is, uh, is the credibility. The credibility comes from the organization as a whole. It's much, much stronger than the individuals mm -hmm. inside the organization. Uh, I know in the, the, uh, the code review book, I wrote a little thing where I said MD5 is broken and had a tremendous amount of feedback coming back on, well, is it really broken? Is it not broken? Uh, what is good about it? What's bad about it? And so forth. So uh, the credibility of, of anything in a WASP is a WASP in the huge uh, community that it has behind it. Thank you, Larry. Appreciate it. Thank you. You have been listening to OWASP 24-7 with your host, Mark Miller. OWASP 24-7 is sponsored by the Open Web Application Security Project, improving the security of software. With support from Sonatype, a trusted partner for open source governance, management, and compliance.